Hello and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies with your speaker, Chris McCann. If you'd like more information or to hear more studies, visit our website at www.ebiblefellowship.com. And now, with your evening Bible study, here's Chris McCann. Good evening and welcome to eBible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Revelation. Tonight is study number 5 of Revelation chapter 16. We're going to be reading verses 4 through 7. And the third angel poured out his vial upon the rivers and fountains of waters, and they became blood. And I heard the angel of the waters say, Thou art righteous, O Lord, which art, and wast, and shalt be, because thou hast judged thus. For they have shed the blood of saints and prophets, and thou hast given them blood to drink, for they are worthy. And I heard another out of the altar say, Even so, Lord God Almighty, true and righteous are thy judgments. And I'll stop reading here. Now, we've been going on and into Revelation 16 as, as well as the entire book of Revelation. And now at this point, God is describing once again the judgment on the world. He is pouring out the vials of the seven last plagues through the messengers. The messengers or angels of God are the ones uh, doing the legwork. It's God who is commanding it, and they are obeying his command. And we've seen this points to God commanding his people to share the information that we're learning from the Bible that it is judgment day and really it's as simple as that we just share with others when we have opportunity we share the things we've learned the truth that we have learned from the bible this is what the bible is teaching that god has shut the door of heaven and so forth it is judgment day well now we saw that uh, as part of this judgment in the day of judgment the third messenger poured out his vial upon the rivers and fountains of water, and they became blood. And then it was said, Thou art righteous, O Lord, in verse 5, which art and wast and shall be, because thou hast judged thus. And we talked a little bit in our last study about the righteous judgments of God. And actually verse 7 also speaks of God's judgments as being righteous, where it says, And I heard another out of the altar, Say, even so, Lord God Almighty, true and righteous are thy judgments. And the judgments of God are the word of God that bring the judgment or the condemnation of mankind. And and God's judgment of man because of man's sin is a true and righteous judgment. It is a proper, correct judgment. There's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing unjust. Nothing that men would accuse that, oh, it's not fair. It, it just isn't um, a good thing that God has ended his salvation program while people are still living on the earth. It, and, and there's all sorts of accusations against the doctrine. Yes, of course, they don't accuse God. They would accuse God's messengers, the true believers, 
who are seeing these things in the Bible and sharing these things, God's messengers receive the accusations. They, uh, the people who are making them, they, they wouldn't charge it to God directly and they defame and, and revile and put down his messengers as though they're not really his messengers, but yet again, they're using the biblical methodology of comparing scripture with scripture and carefully making sure their conclusions harmonize and constantly referring to the Bible with no outside authority, nothing added, nothing subtracted, not based upon church creeds or confessions or theological writings. It's the Bible, Bible, Bible that is being declared And yet these charges are made of, uh, well, all sorts of things against the people of God that are carrying the message of the Bible. And people like to try and separate God's messengers from God. But God is very clear in his word when Samuel felt rejected by men, and he was, God said, to him, they have not rejected you, Samuel, but they have rejected me. When God sends forth messengers carrying a message from the Word of God, it's a message from God. And when that message is rejected, and when that message is ignored, or despised, and, and loathed, when that message is trampled upon, well, that is what is being done to God. And that's how God views it. It's just like an ambassador is a representative of the one who sent the ambassador. And when the ambassador is uh, reviled, and when he is disdained, then the one who sent him is the one receiving the insult from those that dare to do such things to his ambassador. And that's exactly how it is today. People can try and separate the message of the Bible and the messengers who bring it from God, as they often do. And that way they try to get away from uh, hurling their insults to God directly. Oh no, it's just these heretics here that that are the targets of of their insults. But that is not the way God receives it. When his people are put down in that way, God sees it as a front to himself. Because it is. It is. God is sending them. Go thy ways, he says to these seven messengers, and pour out thy vials of the wrath of God upon the earth. And when God's people do so, well, then uh, we can't get away that this is coming directly from God and God's judgments are true and righteous. They are not unfair. This is a perfectly measured, perfectly balanced on the scales of justice punishment that God has determined for mankind, for this world. And there is nothing in the slightest bit that is unjust about it. Well, let's look at verse 6 before we continue on here. 
Verse 6 of Revelation 16 says, For they have shed the blood of saints and prophets, and thou hast given them blood to drink, for they are worthy. Now, we have to be careful when we read this verse and these statements here, because the way it seems to read is this way. For they, the enemies of God, um, the wicked, have shed the blood of saints and prophets. And that's a correct understanding. Yes, that's who God is talking about. The, the kingdom of Satan and his emissaries have shed the blood of saints and prophets of the elect, the true believers. And, and then it goes on to say, and thou, that's God, that were, that's correct also, and thou has given them blood to drink, for they are worthy. Now, here's where we need to be careful. And thou has given them. Now, who is being referred to by them? By the word them. Who is that referring to? Is it referring to the ones that have shed the blood, the enemies of God? Or is it referring to the saints and prophets who had their blood shed? And which one, which group is it the people of God or those that are not the people of God? That God gave blood to drink for they are worthy. Well, you know, we saw back in verse 4 that it was God who turned the rivers and fountains of waters to blood. And, and so we, we tend to think naturally that, all right, their water supply is turned to blood, so God has given them blood to drink. For they are worthy in the sense that they have shed blood and now they will drink blood. It's, it's sort of, um, we, we see it as justice. But that isn't the case. That's not what's being said here. Remember when God turned the waters of Egypt to blood in, in Exodus chapter 7, it says in Exodus 7, verse 17, Thus saith Jehovah, In this thou shalt know that I am Jehovah. Behold, I will smite with the rod that is in mine hand upon the waters which are in the river, and they shall be turned to blood. And the fish that is in the river shall die, and the river shall stink, and the Egyptians shall loathe to drink of the water of the river. And then a little further down, uh, at the end of verse 20, And all the waters that were in the river were turned to blood. Verse 21, And the fish that was in the river died, and the river stank, and the Egyptians could not drink of the water of the river, and there was blood throughout all the land of Egypt. So when the water was turned to blood, the Egyptians did not drink it, they could not drink it, and were loath to drink it. And it wasn't that they began drinking the uh, water that was turned to blood. Now, we we don't find anywhere that I'm aware of where um, Egyptians or anyone else does drink water turned to blood. But here in Revelation 16, 6, Thou hast given them blood to drink, for they are worthy. Well, uh, perhaps it means 
God turned the waters, as we read back in verse 4, to blood. And therefore, if they were to drink, not that they would, but if they were to drink, their waters were turned to blood. Well, no. See, it's the word worthy. The word worthy that stands out and calls our attention. Now, if we look at uh, John chapter 6. Let, let's go to John 6 to start. John chapter 6 in verses 53 through 56. It says, Then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Except ye eat the flesh of the Son of Man, and drink his blood, ye have no life in you. Whoso eateth my flesh, and drinketh my blood, hath eternal life, and I will raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. He that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood dwelleth in me, and I in him. Now, uh, Christ is speaking of true believers, those that are saved. They will drink his blood and eat his flesh. Now, notice the reaction of the Jews in verse 60. Many, therefore, of his disciples, when they heard this, said, This is a hard saying. Who can hear it? They they didn't like the idea to drink Christ's blood, to eat his flesh. Actually, God commanded, You're not to drink the blood of animals. So, what what was this man saying? We're to drink his blood. And yet Christ was speaking spiritually, as the life is in the blood, and he would give his life for those certain souls chosen by God before the foundation of the world. He would die for them, or had died for them at the point of the world's foundation, but had come to demonstrate that by dying a second time. And so you must drink my blood and eat my flesh if you are saved. But they had no intention of even beginning to think along those lines. Now also in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, concerning the Lord's table, we read in 1 Corinthians 11, in verse 25 and following, after the same manner, also he took the cup when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as oft as ye drink it, in remembrance of me. For as often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do show the Lord's death till he come. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. For he that eateth and drinketh unworthily eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. Now this is interesting because the Lord's Supper, the the grape juice is said to be blood, and the the bread is said to be the body of Christ, just as Jesus was saying in John 6, you must drink my blood and eat my body or eat my flesh. And And so the Lord's Supper is given, and and here is the cup that is pointing to Christ giving up his life. So it, it is the cup 
that represents the blood of Christ, the life of Christ, shed for you, if you're one of those that he died for. And and yet if you eat and drink unworthily, that is, you're not one of those that he died for, then you're eating and drinking damnation to yourself, not discerning the Lord's body. It's just added sin to all your other sins um, that you've committed in your life. And now just think what God is saying here in Revelation 16.6, For they have shed the blood of saints and prophets, the enemies of God. And thou, God, who's the one referred to, has given them blood to drink. The, the saints and the prophets are given the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ as he gave his life for them. And then it, it goes on to say, for they are worthy, those saints and prophets who were given the blood of Christ. Christ died for them. They are worthy to drink the cup of the blood and and to eat the bread of the body of Christ because they were chosen, predestinated to salvation before the foundation of the world. Now, just one other verse in Revelation chapter 3, in verse 4, it says, Thou hast a few names even in Sardis, which have not defiled their garments, and they shall walk with me in white, for they are worthy. And that's the same language, same wording that we have in Revelation 16.6. Thou hast given them blood to drink, for they are worthy. It's identifying with a saved person, clothed in white, which points to the righteousness of the Lord Jesus Christ. They are worthy. And when we look up that word, we it just does not lead. The end part of verse 6 does not lead to the ungodly. The, the drinking of blood and being worthy does not direct us to an unsaved person. It directs us to the saved. Now, God um, awkwardly worded it, and it, it could easily be misunderstood to be as though it were speaking of the ungodly, but we have to keep in mind That's exactly how God wrote the Bible. And he hides truth. He does not make it easy to understand, but difficult in order that things be searched out. And and even in this statement here in Revelation 16, verse 6. Thanks for joining us for eBible Fellowship's Evening Bible Studies. You can hear these studies Monday through Friday over PalTalk, Skype, eBible Fellowship's webcast audio, or over your phone. For more information or to hear other studies, visit www.ebiblefellowship.com. Until our next study, may the Lord's perfect will be done.